Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. I'm Mike Zenker, and I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Growing in Grace Ministries Canada and Hope Fellowship, your community church, invite you to enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. That should be working now. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Still Growing in Grace. Once in a while, I, I don't recheck the settings in the microphone because sometimes I switch from the home computer to this. Anyway, long story. Once in a while, I don't check and I forgot this morning. So good to be with you today. Um, I got a new episode for you today. I think you're going to enjoy this one and next week. So we have a two-part uh, conversation on what do we do when um, we get into conversations that uh, kind of causes to think, uh Oh, am I over deconstructing? Am I going to lose my faith altogether? Uh, I'm not comfortable with this, by the way, not being comfortable is, is good. Um, Hey buddy, how are you? Um, buddy Fisherman is his actual title <laughs> on YouTube. That's great. Um, uh, I, I think there are times where I have conversations with folks and, I'm wondering, oh my goodness, you sound like you've really gone off the deep end um, or you have really uh, misunderstood something theologically and never processed it or you're missing some pieces of information that are causing you to overrun and and basically even write off Jesus. It's like, okay, something doesn't sit right for me with that. And if you have, and you don't, well, you're not going to watch it. You're not watching this if you have. So <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Um, but we all bump into people, or at least some of us do, who um, are really trying to figure out um, who is this God I say I believe in? What I ha what have I been mistold? And the list can become quite large. Um I don't have time to go through the list today, but this week and next week's conversations uh, with Bill Thrasher and Richard Murray, we're, we're talking through this a little bit, um, trying to navigate how do we process uh, these people, these conversations. And I will say, and I don't think it's in our conversation in the videos, um, but I think having a safe place to have conversations with someone else or a few other people, uh, even this this program is part of that safe place where we can talk it through in a, in a, I'd say a safer way. Um, even the comments that are being made online, uh, the interactions I have with folks afterwards, um, it, it's an important topic. And uh, I, I like getting surprised once in a while. Like just recently I had a topic come up and it, it threw me for a loop and I listened intently to this person. We had like a 20 minute conversation, uh, video conversation. And I'm thinking, I don't buy where you're going. I can see how you got there, but I don't buy it. There's, there's something, no, I'm not ready or willing to go to that box and start rummaging through your box. <laughs> it just, 
it just didn't sit right. And I thought, hey, I got permission to not have to. So I had a very pleasant conversation. It was really good. Uh, we'll likely not have another conversation with that person about it because I haven't got the bandwidth to think through and process where they're coming from because I already saw in my mind some places where they missed some key fundamental things. And in the name of deconstructing, because it's so cool to deconstruct, um, I don't I don't think that's a safe mindset to have where you're just unlearning for the sake of unlearning and now you're in the cool crowd because all the cool people unlearn. No, it's called basic discipleship when we unlearn and learn. There, there are two different things. And so... <laughs> um, that's why this conversation is important. So let's just dive right in. I think you're going to really enjoy it. I'm watching with you live. I've uh, We just recorded it. So it's it's fresh. And I don't remember the actual recording because I was in it. So I'm listening for the first time with you all. So comment. Uh, if you like it, tell us where you're watching from as well in the comments. And let's just dive in. This will be good. All right. Time for another good conversation. It's been a while since I had a fun chat with uh, Bill and Richard. Um, guys, thanks for saying hello again and jumping in and having time. So what's been going on in your lives real quick? Give me like a 20 second update. Don't all speak at once. <laughs> oh, life's just crazy. You know, I'm blessed to be able to run a business and I have a family and not that it's a major deal, but my father's got dementia and he's kind of in the, the twilight. So that's a big part of my life and takes up some time, but you know, all in all still really, really good and just hanging on for dear life in a in kind of a chaotic, chaotic season. Yep. Well, uh, I'm real busy at work as well. Got a lot of big trials coming up over the next couple of months. So I'm um, just girding up for those and, and trying to compartmentalize everything and uh, stay with the Lord's mantle over me, you know, to keep me through this, you know, through the minefield here, but uh, I'm doing well. My, my, my spirits are up and um uh, I don't know. I've just been having some, uh, uh, a sort of a, just the building of a piece in me, you know, I've had mm -hmm. a piece in me. It's been good. And it's about to be challenged in these cases, but I'm right. <laughs> you know, gathering energy. Yeah. I've had um, family stuff going on for a while. We had nine months of home renovations that just ended and it's exhausting. You know, it's like, wow, I didn't think it would take that much out of me. And then family has gone through life changes so that's, that's always taxing and then work. It's like, wait a minute, where's the break? We always thought of, okay, later it'll get better. Later has never arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and then parenting your kids, it doesn't end that you stop caring for their trials and stuff they're going through. And when do you let go? And wow, it's, it's pretty taxing. Oh, then like Bill was saying, parents, <laughs> now you're dealing with the parental part. Like I, I went through. Although they parents. become like children. Yes, they do. You. It's just, yes. yeah. yeah. Yep. You become the parent to your own parents. Yeah. And I went through that with both my parents and they both passed away before COVID. Thank goodness. If they, I can say that graciously. <laughs> um, but honestly, um, it, I understand what folks are going through now. It's like, it pauses everything else in your life. So it does. Yeah. Oh, and then now this is where our topic's going to jump into today. Oh, and then we have wrestling with our faith on certain topics that get kind of come our way or we get blindsided by somebody's comment or somebody's theology or another way to see something we've been learning. And we go, what do we do with this? 
And then, oh my goodness, I haven't got the bandwidth to wrestle with this topic because of so much going on in my life. Has that ever happened to you guys? Never, never once. <laughs> never, never had anything like that where, you know, someone, you know, you're just minding your business and then wham, right on, you know, right, right on. you get T-boned by somebody's question or idea yeah. or something. And a lot of times, at least for me, and I, I, I imagine you too, it's something I, I can also be very secure in but you hear someone else's opinion and then you kind of have to reevaluate, reevaluate your opinion and, and come to the position that you still are secure in your place and they may be off base, but now you're trying to find a new angle at which you can articulately articulate your faith, maybe in a better way to help mm -hmm. differentiate yourself in some regard. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I there's, I, I really differentiate between good faith questions and bad faith questions. Mm. And that's, uh, I feel like I've gotten a little bit of insight lately. If someone asked me something in the right tone mm. and respectful, and I, I evaluate it, I will endlessly, I have endless patience for that, even though mm. I know I'm probably not going to agree with this person. But if somebody comes on it with accusatory, <laughs> uh, snarky, insulting tone, and see, here's, here's something that happened to me recently. I'd be interested in what you guys think about this. I, somebody uh, was real snarky with me and very rude and very accusative, and I just ignored them. And that was mm -hmm. kind of what I was doing for a long period of time. But then somebody uh, emailed me after that and said, well, you know, you didn't respond to that. And I, some of what that guy said really has been working on me and causing me to doubt a lot of this. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and I thought, well, you know, sometimes it, it's easy not to answer because I don't have the time. I don't want to deal with it, you know, and it's going nowhere. He's not going to, I mean, somebody that comes with that tone, it doesn't matter what you say, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, but, but so then I thought later, but what about, what about protecting other people who might be watching? You know, what, how, how do you deal with somebody in bad faith and uh, that might actually divert people, you know, mm -hmm. and you, you can be Mr. Spiritual and not respond and not, you know, not, not take the bait or whatever, but then somebody else can be misled. So it, anyhow, I had this idea last night as far as Facebook goes, well, what would, what would stop you from, uh, and you could be wrong. I mean, we can always be wrong on this, but I mean, if, if we discern a bad spirit or a bad faith spirit on somebody, why not just immediately block them? Okay. The spiritual would, gift of blocking. Yes. 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 <laughs> acknowledging i mean you it has to be something you got some real good uh, spidey sense on you know yeah. just you know you just know this is going nowhere that way they don't have access you know you, you don't respond to them but, but they don't have access to pollute anybody else yeah. whereas somebody who comes in a respectful tone you know and i'm not i'm not talking about obsequious or you know being too too i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about human respect mm -hmm. you know, somebody that comes in well i have this I want to clarify something. I really want to understand, help me understand or, you know, whatever, then, then keep those in there endlessly, no matter how long they go. And then, yep. and then that sort of modulates the tone and you don't have to worry about somebody else being influenced on it. And, uh, you know, so anyhow, those are, those are my, but we can apply that off Facebook. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. How do you deal with people with who have hostile intent? I mean, you know, Jesus, and Jesus didn't act one way with everybody. I mean, you know, people who he thought was standing in the gateway, keeping people from going in the truth, he was, he was rough with them. You know, he well, exposed them. I've been and blocked so by like, people. Yeah. But then other people with genuine questions, I mean, he's, you yeah. know, he, he, he'd hang with him, wine all day, you know, 
Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, uh, you know, I would say I've been, I've been blocked by people because I sounded like I was that confronter because I thought I had to give an answer and speak up and defend the faith, blah, blah, blah. I've stopped doing that. I just, no way. But also in the last couple of years, when there's a combative person that comments mentally, I'm thinking this is my page. I'm, I don't have the bandwidth to deal with this stuff. You just hijacked my conversation, which is not my intent. Bye-bye. I don't know you. We don't have a relationship. Bye. And I just blocked goodbye. And it sounds unloving, but it's not. I'm protecting me. I don't want to deal with it because otherwise I'll sleep late and or wake up early or uh, it's, it's in my head. It's like, no, yeah. I'm going to get this out of my head. I'm going to control what comes into my mind and my emotions. And that's something we all need to do. We need to be a little more careful with who we let have a say into our mind and not everybody should have access. And, and, and who has access to our friends or people who we have influence with. Yep. No, I haven't really thought about it, but I mean, you know, you have influence with your Facebook friends. Yeah. I mean, people, and these people are almost always not friends. They're people who've seen it and, and the hostile ones. I, I, I can't tell you the last time a friend was hostile with a comment and I, I've got almost 5,000 of them. And, you know, I'm not my man. I don't mean to boast about that, but, but that's a lot of people. I don't, none of them. It's always somebody I'm not friends with that doesn't follow me or anything like that. It's somebody with malevolent intent. Yep. you know, to come, to come and accuse and, and name call and things yep. like that. And, but I like what you said. I mean, direct, you know, regulate it. And it is really peace. I, I'm, I'm not letting this lack of peace infiltrate anybody else mm-hmm. that are my Facebook friends. I also don't let non-friends comment in my settings. Your settings matter. There's so many levels of settings there that if they're not my friend. They're not commenting. I didn't know I could do that. Oh yes, yeah. you can. Otherwise it's a public page where everybody anyone that sees it can comment and you just gave everyone permission well i may need your help then to help me find (laughs) well in in my case years ago i made the uh i guess i I don't know if it was an intentional decision or just a a divine miracle or whatever that i was going to not talk theology on my public just stay you know standard page not that that's bad for others for me it just wasn't it wasn't healthy because i do have such a diverse collection of friends who are authentic friends, many of which couldn't understand where I am or where I'm going. Um, Growing up in that evangelical world, you know, people that are are very, very near and dear to my heart with legacy relationships, I didn't want to step on those toes that aren't aren't ready to be stepped on yet. And so that's, (laughs) I started my private group and it gives, it gives me a compartmentalized space to, to get my thoughts out, which is just kind of my daily stream of consciousness a collection of people who, who want to be there, who, who choose to engage or who choose to privately just kind of watch, but I can regulate it very closely in a moderated form. And I only invite those who, who want to be there. And every once in a while, I may make a little nugget out on the, the social world to say, hey, you're welcome to come over here and check that out. But for me, that's that you use the word compartmentalize about other stuff right now, Richard. But I think that's, I you know, I think that's kind of a, it's not that it doesn't, you know, invade every area of my life. Uh, but that keeps a little bit of, uh, I think, wisdom between people. I actually do want to maintain friends, even people that can be snarky, uh, maybe on, on something. I'll let them be snarky when I'm talking about Georgia Tech or, you know, <laughs> the Braves or something mildly inconsequential. But if we're going to talk about something, just like you said, that is going to have real depth of meaning to someone observing, 
I want to make sure I have some measure of control over that conversation. I'm going to be a protective bear. I'm not going to let anybody that seems to be following me or know me as a friend yeah. uh, or less religious and have a really religious person come in and blindside <laughs> yeah. with a stupid comment. You know, like I'm done with that um, because I'm more excited. Go ahead, Richard. No, no, I was just going to say, and there's not one way to deal with this because, no. you know, y'all love Brad Jerzak. He is brilliant, utterly brilliant and peace, you know, peace cascading on every level. But I noticed on his Facebook page once where he said, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I share occasionally and I almost never read comments <laughs> that's on his page. And so, well, that's one way to deal with it. And, uh, you know, he gets, uh, you know, he just blows them off. He, he, he doesn't pour any gasoline on it. He, he just blows them off if, if they're negative. But, um, and so there's not one way to, I mean, there's different angles. Yep. We have, you know, we're wired differently and, and, um, you know, but I love what y'all are saying, and it's, it's helping me form my own protocol on it, you mm -hmm. know, just, just uh, because I think I've been too one-dimensional with it when it's really, there's more than one thing to think about. It's not just the, the person in me, it's the people watching and, you know, other things. So this has been helpful. This has been helpful. I know uh, my wife has told me that, uh, oh, you made a comment on so-and-so's page. How do you know? Because I get notifications of your comments you post. But, oh, no. <laughs> so I've had to correct much and realized I do need to be cautious and be careful with what I say because my role, my jobs are primarily in the teaching grace world. So yep. everything I, you know, if I drop a, a, a line or a, a very blunt comment to somebody that's unkind, guess what? They're going to see an unkind person. That's not the way I want to be perceived, you know? because that's not really who I am, but how can I stay authentic? And mm. so this also bridges into this journey of unlearning. How do we handle this unlearning of some parts of our faith and, and handle some of these, these comments that come from other people or these, these, uh, the screamers who yell, no, you're wrong. And you, we were only right if we agree with them. And those kinds of people, I'm trying to figure out how can I, still be teachable to hear what they have to say. Cause maybe they know something I don't and I'm unaware fine. But when it's so pushy and sounds like a new club or new religion, hmm. it's no different than the religion I came from and have been unlearning. So I, I'm, my big question to you guys is going to be, how do we handle um, this unlearning process? What are some of the, um, the most difficult parts of unlearning? Um, what are the speed bumps that come along the way? How can we handle some of them? Is there any wisdom to knowing so we don't overrun a base or uh, have a car crash in our theology that is almost unrepairable? And I've seen some people do that. They've had horrible crashes. In fact, I just saw a comment from somebody in another private group where they were saying, uh, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm done with my faith now. Um, and then the comments underneath changed the tone because the question, the authentic questions from the group was so loving that this person kind of went, well, I'm really trying to figure this other stuff out. I wasn't sure. And it wasn't the, the actual statement was a shock statement, but that's the only way they knew how to say it. And so to take an ear and listen to what people mean rather than just what they say or type, because not everybody's a skilled typer. Um, it was a lesson to me. Go, okay. Yeah. Don't react. We got to be, slower in our reactions and faster in our loving listening. So what, what have you guys seen that's 
tough or wisdom. Maybe I'll give you a minute to think about it. But I'm going to read this next quote because I have two things I want to share with you. Uh, this first one is a meme I found that's really good. Deconstruction for me applies to taking something apart, reviewing each piece as to its value, and discarding or saving as makes sense. Additionally, part of deconstruction is a reconstructive process that begins to put things back together. All the saved pieces are picked up, dusted off, and placed ever so carefully back into the overall position. I thought that was that was a really great lens versus I'm just going to throw this whole thing away. What do you think? Go ahead, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) It's not an easy topic. Sorry. It's not. And um, yeah, so maybe I'm going to take up, I don't know, an unintentional different angle at it kind of. Go for it. Yep. Because I think so much of what we, we see in this, what unlearning, deconstruction, dismantling, I mean, we can put any types of words around it. And, and you know, all of them have, I think, some element of truth, and, and yet sometimes they bring a different connotation and for, for each individual. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know if there really is a such thing as unlearning. It's, it's reframing maybe, right? Because I'm not going to ever forget what I knew, but now I can build upon what I knew. Let me, let me jump in for a second. Yeah. Because the unlearning is in my world really real because we've learned yeah. things that are not true or incomplete. Yeah. And suddenly we're now forced to reevaluate that category. Yeah. That it's sentence. a reevaluation. Absolutely. But I want to maintain that knowledge that I had so I can speak back into it. If that makes sense. So I don't want to unlearn those things because now I'm a more effective minister. Um, because now I can look from that old perspective, mm. which I knew. Okay. That makes sense. Right. So I don't want to unlearn that place. And I think honestly, sometimes deconstruction or unlearning come into the equation sometimes where people have forgotten that they've forgotten who they were, what that used to feel like the good and the bad. And, and sometimes then attack that old mentality as opposed to being compassionate toward that mentality. Right. And if we just unlearn and just deconstruct, then, then we might lose some of that ability to have empathy towards what we used to be, right? We become kind of egotistical and, and un- elevate ourselves above that old mind. And that's don't forget, really not, don't forget where you've come from. That's really not the purpose. The purpose is to become more compassionate, right? Mm-hmm. To become more graceful, become more gracious toward, toward, people maybe outside of that paradigm, but people also still muddled in that paradigm that perhaps we came from number one. Number two, this is going to maybe be sensitive, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting in our culture of social media, and, and that word is, is, is kind of very important when we think about it. We're, we're leveraging it right now. Um, the idea of ego and being elevated to a position of prestige um, is so uh, intoxicating. And some of these deconstruction elements, just like the evangelical worlds we came from, tend to focus on voices and, and tonalities that aren't always, again, compassionate or filled with, you know, unity or with those things don't sell in the world of media. Shock statements, you know, um, 
getting people to not necessarily if, if it's not fear then it becomes something that's even the opposite where it's it's conditional blessing or all these and so i think one of my filters right now that i become more and more and more and more aware of is what is the motivation the person who i'm i'm listening to at any given time including myself because <laughs> i have to evaluate my own motivations constantly am i doing this to get clicks am i doing this to help myself look good you know or am i doing this to honestly help reframe you know or kind of think a different way um and help other others truly think a different way and those are the people who i find i resonate with most um closely now are the people that that kind of lay ego aside and yeah they may say shocking things but their motivation behind it aren't to just get people to follow them their motivation is to get people to think differently and we're talking a razor thin line between at least for me people who are are doing it for selfish motivations versus you know um kind of co-suffering for lack of a better word it's like i'm i'm in it with you versus i'm in it for to help, but I'm really getting helped as much as anybody else. I don't know if that's too much to say, but I, at least I, I see that and I'm hypersensitive to it right now. If I'm, if I'm being honest. No, it's good. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I'll slingshot some off that because <laughs> I, I think I'm not sure that it, now these are just words and words are malleable. You know, it, it just, we're all right in what we're saying, but one, one thing that, that I might prefer to unlearning would be, and you called it reframing, and I really like that. But it, it, it's almost like a gym, you know, like a gym or a prism. You turn it, you you turn yeah. something, you know something, but you're not seeing it in the light. So it's not so much that you're you're unlearning it as you're learning to look at it from a different angle. And when you look at it from a different angle, you then see uh, the law is a perfect example. You know that law, the law was there. The law is is good. You know, in one place it says the law is good, in another place it says it kills. You know, and 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 it's not a faith, and it says horrible things about the law. It all depends on what the angle that you look at it. And the whole way Jesus taught us was with parables that let you look at things from different angles. And 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 to mm -hmm. me, it's when we become rigid and and yeah. brittle. In what in what we and we can and if I were to be honest about what I see in a lot of progressives, they get to a place where they're so um, they're so mocking and 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 uh, and that they caricature the way other people's views are where they've been. They make them cartoonish and foolish. Mm, yeah. Instead of trying to twist that around, instead of looking at a new way, you know, I had to do this with Calvin. Y'all know that Calvin bugs me to no end. John Calvin does and what he wrote. And he was intellectually honest. But the one, one day the Lord really put on my heart to try to see what he's really, the good, what, the angle that he's got that he's looking at from the wrong way. And it really is just that God has a plan for the redemption of us all. You know, they're, they're, he, is, he outmaneuvers what he might call sovereignty. I would call God's, you know, uh, will to all goodness and, and, and that he will guide and direct us and lead this whole, you know, storm, you know, that we're going through to, to, the, to a place of rest and being for all of us. And, and I can put my confidence in that. And that, so, so I turned it and I can at least see that that's, that's the motive, the legitimate motive that he has. You know, and and um, and whether we're talking about other religions, whether we're talking about anything, you know, we, we all are human and we all have certain 
um, I don't know what the word is, um, you know, mindsets, ways of looking at things, hungers, desires that are innate to us. And just, but, but, but we become brittle or sluggish with the way we look at things we encounter. And, and, and to me, uh, you know, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. We were talking about Paul Gray last night, you know, Mike and I were on a tribute to our wonderful friend, Paul Gray. You mentioned overrunning the base of grace. You know what? And we were asked what we thought. We each had something really good to say about, you know, the predominant thing we saw in Paul. But the predominant thing I saw in Paul was that, uh, you know, he, he maintained the Holy Spirit. He maintained an acknowledgement, a ready acknowledgement and a recognition of the Holy Spirit's presence in the moment. Mm. And that that's why I always felt his grace. A lot of people who overrun the base of grace, you, you, they leave the Holy Spirit behind. He's on the he's on the base. And you run past it and you're just, you're lunging and, the, and you know, with your own thinking. And, and the more that you lunge, the more you, the, you know, the more dogmatic you can become, you know, and, 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 and arrogant sounding like this is my way. This is the only way, uh, you know, type of thing. And it's intimidating and it can be as, you know, as we've said, it can be a, a bullying and trying to bully other people. So I've run, I've hit the base now. I know it all. You know, and I, and I used to believe the way you did. When somebody says that, I always, I always cringe. You know, I used to believe that way. That's like you're, you're subtly, you know, uh, trying to say you're better. You're probably yep. a lot more. And you might be in some areas and you might be woefully lagging behind in other areas. The whole thing is just learning the, 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 the Jesus twist, you know, to twist this thing that we're encountering in a way and looking at it in the love and light of Christ. You know, hold it up to the love and light of Christ. And he, uh, you know, he doesn't do, what is it? He doesn't break a broken reed, you know, that, that, that verse. He doesn't come along and just, oh, you're tear this all up. You're all idiots, you know. Um, and which is why he would, Pharisees, you know, or uh, Nicodemus and others, you know, that would come to him at night. Uh, and he didn't cast, no, he didn't cast anybody out. Now, he, he attacked the group thing, you know, which is what we're talking about. There's a group think in this that I think we're each kind of seeing. How do you deal with this? When somebody's coming at you out of the grace movement, for instance, with this group think, you know, it's kind of arrogant and belittling and, and, and dogmatic, or it, it doesn't even have to be gracing. It could be beyond Christianity. That's probably what you meant as well, you know, overrunning the base path. Did you even leave Jesus behind? Not only did you leave the Holy Spirit. We got to make sure Holy Spirit and Jesus are both on the base path with us, you know, and, and uh, type. But so anyway, those are my, my initial thoughts. I, I know that uh, Paul Gray had friends from many different spectrums. Um, he was able to have meaningful conversations to the far right, the far left and the far out, <laughs> you know, he really, he really was able to do that. And that was a sign of the spirit and the kindness yeah. of Christ in him. Mm. That was a mark he left. Um, we got to continue this conversation next week, um, but we're going to come back and we're going to continue the conversation on this. How do we wrestle with this unlearning and overrunning the base? What am I going to lose my faith in God? If I begin this journey, I want to help put our fears to rest that the Holy Spirit's in charge of the journey. We, we can just rest in that. That's my mm -hmm. hope. So any last sentence there, uh, Bill? No, I, I completely agree. I think that's, uh, it's so important right now because there is so much, there's so much out there to process through yeah, and, I, and, you yeah. know, being able to walk through it in a manner that, that is not adding anxiety and adding what I would call the anti, anti fruits, right. Uh, you know, that, that's going to be, uh, really your, your kind of, uh, 
guardrails, I think, to go through this. So let's talk about the anxiety of unlearning, learning, <laughs> reframing, uh, and the next portion. And we'll just keep going from what, where we're going off here. So hopefully everyone enjoyed this conversation and we'll come back next week for part two. I hope you enjoyed that. That was that was good. And uh, second half that uh, we're going to air next week is just as good or better. Um, I was just thinking as I'm listening to the conversation again, it's a little bit different. Um, we recorded this on Friday. I aired it today. And um, to remember the conversation, it's really hard. But when I'm sitting here listening live with you, um, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, like, uh, the all the stuff we didn't get to share and hopefully some of it will be shared next week it made me realize that this overriding the base I, i'm i'm it kind of clicked today um why why it's a topic of concern to me um and i have a hunch it may not even be the theology that people are purporting or sharing or arguing it's the unkindness and harsh anger that comes from people's tone and I think Richard really addressed that well. Like, you ask honest questions with a good tone. Um, we'll talk forever, even if we disagree. I love that. And he's right. So that made me realize, ah, it's it's when the combative, um, uh, harsh attacks of uh, I've arrived and you haven't, or I'm, I've moved way beyond you guys, and all that kind of rhetoric. Uh, and that has just been anteed up in the last couple of years uh covid um arguments um conspiracy theory arguments all that stuff patriotism things that divide when you uh, dig your heels in on some of those things any message you have about christ becomes void in a sense because you can't be trusted so i uh, didn't mean to get into this part but i don't think there's really room to if you're going to share the life and love of Jesus in a meaningful way, even in a ministry, stay away from politics uh, and from uh, those kinds of opinions. I think politics is a big one um, because y you immediately divide. All I got for, for us here in Canada, we just got to look down at the States and we can see instant divides and it's 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 like a huge culture very different than here in canada however here in canada it's been ramping up a lot and so um we're not immune to it um i and i know some people will say well no we need to well that's nice um i have seen enough patterns like again i've been a minister for 32 years i've had really good mentors and good people around me uh through different stages of my life Almost every one of them has modeled for me uh, wisdom in, in politics, so to speak, as in don't bring it in. Um, I don't even put lawn, uh, signs on my lawn for politicians anymore, even though I did for a few years because I knew the person personally. But I didn't realize it can create a divide, and I don't need that. I'm more excited about Jesus than politics. And uh, I don't know. I think we have much to learn. And uh, sometimes we get caught in some of our conversations with folks and get sucked into the politics or uh, these rabbit trails that lead us away from being a loving person. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like I saw a, a teacher that I really respect, Lamb 
based somebody for their opinion. And uh, again, hot topics, you know, I won't say which topic it was, um, but it was like, wait a minute, you're really good communicator on, on sharing the life of Christ in us. How can you react publicly so harshly to that person? And it was, to me, I thought he was way off base. <laughs> it's like, wow. It just, it just kind of made me realize we all, it didn't make me see him totally different. It made me realize we all have blind spots. Every one of us. So, Holy Spirit, Jesus, keep me teachable. Keep me gentle. And when I'm not, have the right people around me to teach me gently because Sometimes a, a private message to somebody can really, really help uh, realize that, uh, oh, I didn't want my tone to be like that. Next week's going to be great. Uh, so join us again. And uh, thank you for those who have chimed in online. Howard, good morning. Faye, good morning. And Buddy Fisher of Men, um, I forget where you live, but um, hopefully you'll email me and I can I have a hunch I know who you are. But anyway, I just I don't remember the the beginning of your handle on on youtube because i'm we're streaming to uh, four different places right now uh two facebook pages twitch and youtube uh, and so on so it doesn't i don't i i have a thread i can see all the comments in one spot oh phase australia yeah ah, i love it that's so awesome it must be evening or late afternoon for you right now um which is cool um, anyway, that's it. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, I posted a beautiful picture on my Facebook page uh, just before we went live here of the uh, morning sun. The way it was hitting the sky today it was like, wow. I was walking past the window here at my office and I saw this red glow with a, whoa, that looks different. And it was just the way the sun was hitting the clouds as it was rising because it was coming up and hitting it. It was just, just beautiful. So, all right, we'll catch you all next time. I hope you have a great week and uh, uh, yeah, stay encouraged. Bye. Join me next time on Still Growing in Grace for more good news. Enjoy previous episodes by downloading our podcast at growingingrace.ca. You can also visit hopefellowshipycc.com to find our service times and location. If this show has been an encouragement to you, please consider making a donation today at growingingrace.ca and help us keep spreading this good news. Thank you again for tuning in to Still Growing in Grace.